0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.
1: Hey, this is All Star JR for I'mStillAlive.com. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Let's get what? Play ahead on this! damn near healed up i'm trying to get my hair right that's where them nobs n- n- caught me at i'm paranoid at real lights. All pros ain't
2: no all right y'all so we have all-star jr with us off the porch today how are you feeling i'm
1: feeling good y'all definitely got me with y'all off the porch today
2: listen you didn't de- came in here with the fives you didn't de- came in here with the supreme jacket the fade you you came prepared, okay? I'm
1: always ready for this.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've been wanting to say juniors so bad. Do people do that?
1: you want some clickbait. You ain't wanna say that. Stop no, being that. No, I'm for
2: real. Like, I was like All Star Juniors. Stop like, being
1: mean.
2: I'm not being mean. Because just...
1: you know better. Stop being mean. No,
2: I'm for real. Like, it's spelled it spells it. I'm gonna go all- through
1: this on all the platforms. All being mean. Stop <laughs> being mean. You know what to call me.
2: But do people actually be like All Star Junior, or when you were first coming up, were they like?
1: Yeah, I used to deal with that a lot. Sometimes I still do with it. Deal with it. A lot of times I think people are trying to be funny now, but I still deal with it sometimes.
2: I be fucking up the name, so I mean, just know I'm telling you now, it's no. That home you a team. name
1: fucker upper? Uh,
2: yeah, I be fucking up the name. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, now I wanna dive into your background because I'ma just say it right here. I might catch some slack for my city. Outside of Dallas, I will say that Detroit, y'all are like my favorites to interview all the time. Like y'all have good energy, y'all just real cool. So being that you're from Detroit, how would you describe the culture out there?
1: It's lit and dark at the same time. That's how I could, that's the best way to describe it. Like, it's fun in the midst of a, a bunch of like dark type shit going on. Like, we there, we be down there oblivious to it. You go somewhere else like, oh, damn, y'all ain't doing this out here. Like, I think that's what it is. So a lot of people don't even understand our culture. I think that's why it took so long for the music to really like take off nationwide because we've been only listening to us. Like as a city, it's been like that for like six years. We've been only listening to us. So I think just it's lit, but it's dark. So it's hard to understand because people would be looking like, how are these niggas having so much fun with all that bullshit going up?
2: Right, yeah.
1: But it's shit, we just used to that shit, I guess.
2: So when you say dark and humorous, are you speaking like you guys come from a good, genuine place, but it's just a lot of violence in the area?
1: um no i ain't gonna say it. i think at this point niggas is, is a lot of garbage ass niggas too but shit i think niggas like i think that's down there with any hood or big fucked up city like niggas probably do want to be good people they just don't know how or it's already down there set up for their ass not to be
2: i feel like a lot of that shit comes from how you're raised too and like as i get older I'm starting to see like, you know, everybody was really not raised the same when we talk about morals, principles, loyalty, like different things like
1: that. God
2: Now, I do want to ask you, what was it like for you personally growing up in Detroit?
1: What if I just didn't answer and just threw up everything? I'm you have shit. to answer. I am talking shit, but no, I like, shit, just like every other nigga in the hood, like just it wasn't too crazy for real you seeing regular street shit niggas killing niggas robbing shit there niggas hooping and riding they bike and shit like regular shit niggas be trying to make something like they grew up in Baghdad and shit like man same shit bro.
2: now you grew up on the east side I'm from
1: the east side. so what same be going
2: side. on on the east side
1: Shit, <laughs> a bunch of bullshit be going on on the east side <laughs> for real like niggas like nah i think The city more balanced out, like, the whole city just fucked up. But I do think, like, a while ago, the east side was just a tad bit more just, like, wild. You know, and just to set up a little different, like, geographically and shit. Like, how the east side got way more one ways and shit like that. It's just different. I guess it's set up for more bullshit to be going on on the east side for real.
2: (laughs) What's the craziest thing that you've seen that you can talk about on the east side growing up?
1: Hey, I seen a lot of shit. Damn, I seen a lot of shit. I remember, um, I seen some niggas get chased like by these niggas in like big ass winter coats with choppers. But it was like ninety degrees. The niggas just was on foot, like had on big ass like North faces and coats down to their <laughs> knees and like hoop shorts, running with choppers. They just running up the block screaming. That's the crazy shit I can talk about that I actually seen. Like, I'm on my porch. I used to live across the street from like my own elementary school. The basketball mm-hmm. park was over there. So there used to be always hella people on my block and shit. Man, one day, it was some niggas down the streets. So, I just see some other niggas on the corner. I see the niggas who was on the block take off running. And I'm like, why the fuck do these niggas on these big ass coats? It was literally like 90 mm-hmm. degrees. And they chasing these niggas all through the night. But I guess they came to kill them. I don't really know how it turned out. Oh, off.
2: my God. <laughs> Now, um, I was watching an interview, and one of the artists stated that Detroit's police officers are, like, the worst. Is that true in a sense?
1: Um, in what sense? Because really, they don't be on shit. They don't even do their job to even, like, do you mean, like, they the worst yeah, police? Yeah, yeah, in
2: that case.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Horrible. <laughs> I ain't gonna forget y'all almost letting me die, you bitches.
2: Now, you know, I kind of want to jump into that, but we could keep going into the background. Are you ready to just... I
1: ain't gonna lie. I know the next 20 interviews, y'all gonna want to jump into that. Come on, <laughs> let's talk about me getting shot.
2: Ooh, okay, so I can't it's... wait
1: till somebody who do interviews get shot. I'm gonna call and ask, can I come interview y'all? <laughs> what did you talk about?
2: Okay, so look. In September, you got in a shoot, an incident. Now, can we please have a story time of that incident because the story is crazy as hell. And
1: you say I'm Dr. Seuss. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh shit. Really, shit, y'all I know what the fuck happened, but um, leaving the event and shit. In the event, I stopped at a light and shit. Like he just got boxed in and niggas got to blowing that bitch down. Like shit. I uh I smacked it to this tree and shit. I ain't really smack it but so I hit that bitch though. Shit, got out that bitch. And really the most fucked up part was just waiting out there for the hoe ass. Like, nigga, it was police out there. I tell the nigga like, uh, I'm good, like, just get me to the hospital. The nigga was like, all right, we gonna get to it that kind of scare me oh shit I might just die for. and a, this is the
2: police telling you like hold
1: up <laughs> nigga like hold on we gonna get to it like nigga they say this shit to get to like I need to be tended to nah nigga my head hanging off but shit I just was out there a long ass time though no, for real for real right. and, um, the ambulance ended up never coming so I end up like um they put me in the back of police car and shit so the whole time
2: they had you riding in the back of the police car
1: like I was getting arrested uh, we riding the shit, and uh, they was taking me to our Grace, and right when we get, I knew we was close, because I'm like, I'm staying up, I ain't like going to sleep or nothing, I knew we was close and shit, and then I just heard one of them say the wildest shit, like, um, I, I can't quite remember where it's at, like, they not remember where the hospital was at, that's what I just knew, like, man, they want me to die oh, this bitch.
2: No. you hear, you hear all, so, okay. Yeah, I'm
1: up, I'm like, man, let me drive, fuck it, like. Actually, I hadn't said that, though. It was just a bunch of uh, bubbles of blood and shit. I thought I said that, though.
2: So, leading up to before the actual incident, okay, so you know how people say that they can feel when something bad is going to happen to them? Mm. Did you have that feeling? Yeah. So, kind of explaining, like, were you kind of like, uh, the whole day, or was it just, like, during those moments?
1: Really, it was, like, the day before. Like... Like, that whole weekend, you know, I'm like, damn, something, man, right? And, like, that shit happened on a Sunday. But the wildest shit, I had a show somewhere else Friday. And that bitch ain't got shot up. Don't knock book me, y'all. Niggas ain't gonna shoot up no more of my show. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hey, that bitch ain't got shot up. But that shit ain't even had shit to do. I ain't know what the fuck's going on. Just right. niggas, niggas niggering in that bitch or whatever. But, uh... Like, I just felt it, like, I just knew something was off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But, like, with that type of shit, just being outside and shit, I ain't, like, panic and shit, like. I be feeling like that shit is not necessary. I can't say, like, that shit inevitable, but that shit ain't, like, everybody be getting shot. Like, especially, like, niggas from my city, like, most of our top artists done got Right. Like, it didn't, there ain't no way around that shit. So, like, and I've been outside, so it's like, shit. I'm just like, nigga, don't die. Right. Like that's, that's the only goal, don't die. You figure all that other shit out, don't die.
2: And was that your first time getting shot?
1: Yeah, i don't just be running around getting popped up.
2: Wow, okay, so you know I'm gonna get into the part where you, it's a lot of questions that I wanna That'd ask. That be fucking you.
1: women up. Y'all heard that dirt, deep breath.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, during the incident, um, I know that you said that there was a bunch of people that got shot around you. So you weren't the only person at Definitely. that time that got shot.
1: Definitely was not the only person. Couple my my cameraman slash my friend, my nigga aunt got shot. You got shot. Yeah, you got shot. Ah. God, was you thug, you was a, you was,
2: you was thugging. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's sung. right.
1: We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. <laughs> what <the fuck laughs> niggas talking about?
2: Dang, so the, the camera, you, you know what? I, You know what?
1: The funniest shit, look. When I got shot, I ain't know he had got shot too. But when I looked at him, how he was looking at me, I'm like, damn, why this nigga looking like that? I ain't know I got shot in my face and shit, yet. That nigga like niggas, that shit look crazy. Yeah, <laughs> your blood was burning. That shit stank. <laughs> you smelled
2: it? Yeah, that shit
1: stuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god. Like like a, like
1: like a real cooking nigga was next to him, like they grilling the nigga.
2: I think my thing is like. It's just like, hearing the actual story from like other interviews, like of course you no jumper interview. For you to be sitting right here in front of me and you can't even tell that, you know, you went through what you did at that time, it's kind of like.
1: I think that was just like, God like, hey, some old lit shit about to happen. You need to clean up your surroundings and shit and get it in order right quick. Like, I don't really, like it's fucked up like i don't like what i never be one niggas like what niggas shouldn't do don't be looking at me like that nigga just did took that shit like that shit won't shit no i went through some shit like dealing with this shit and truthfully most of y'all soft-ass niggas that die bro getting shot in the head and shit so don't just be running around doing that shit bro like try to stay away from getting shot in your shit because most of y'all niggas gonna die bro
2: and so with the first incident I mean, well, when it happened where people, like their first instinct was like, it was probably somebody that he had beef with or something like that.
1: I don't know yeah. what niggas' instincts be. Like, shit.
2: That's real. <laughs> like, I,
1: although, like, I'm a rapper, so I never get into nothing they be on or none of they speculations. Think right. about everything to fans about artists speculation. I don't know these people, they don't know me. So I never get into no segment of what rumor or what they speculate on. Cause that's like, that's more so they business than mine. Cause I already know whatever really going on. They sitting there coming over shit. Like I was chilling. I'm seeing niggas talking about his face fucked up forever. I like, nigga, I'm beautiful. I was just chilling. <laughs> like shit, I ain't got a rap. I could chill with my kids and shit. Like nigga. I, I
2: think in another thing, just observing you like right now is you could talk about this and it, and it not like, I would say not really eat you up in a sense. Well, I don't know if it. Does I'm alive. Sure, like, yeah, and it's like you have like a positive energy, like a positive spirit, even though you went through something traumatic like that.
1: It wasn't, I don't think that shit, it was life changing on the like just organizing, getting yourself together a little, but that shit wasn't nothing that was about to stop my mission. Right. Like, I feel like a big part of me, like, that's probably why God just let me get my look all the way back, not have to go through no crazy shit, because that was just a chapter in the book. That wasn't no shit to stop nothing, no shit like that.
2: And wh- how would you say your recovery process was?
1: That shit was weak, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that was the weakest shit I ever been through, like, because my shit was wired up so bad, just taking shots in the head, them bitches going through my face and all this other shit. Everything just was wired up, like literally everything, so I can barely breathe, you feel me? Like, I remember when I, um, at first really like got back to the crib and shit, I tried to smoke with this nigga and shit. I was like, man, the weed tastes nasty, all that metal in my mouth, but I'm so fucking high. I keep thinking <laughs> about, I keep thinking about getting shot, like, oh, this some real PTSD shit I have going on.
2: Oh wow! So you've been, have you've been experiencing the PTSD? Yeah, side I went through
1: that shit. I had to shake that shit off. Cause like I got popped like nigga. Like a McDonald's was right here. Like like the, the last thing I like kind of looked up to see was like the Golden Arches lit up. So every time I used to see them, bitches, I used to think about getting shot and shit. But then shit, my daughter always be wanting nuggets and shit, so I be having to pull up to McDonald's. So I gotta rush it.
2: Now, during the incident, was it in your city or it was like on the outskirts?
1: No, it was in the city.
2: In the city. So, do you feel like it was one of those things where it's like, you know, they say that artists can't go back to their city because it be people hating on them?
1: Man, I think it's the streets being the streets, bro. Like, a mixture of everything that come with the streets, shit that come with being the artist, like, it wasn't no far-fetched dynamic shit like niggas don't like nigga nigga come back home playing nigga shoot nigga it wasn't it wasn't nothing unique it's like yeah like for real real that's why i ain't even no nigga who gonna make this like no big career-long storyline like shit we about to address this shit <laughs> on these, uh, you ready to
2: get it over on with, these hey.
1: interviews you feel like we gonna talk about it on this album dude i'm over this shit i ain't no get shot nigga like, <laughs> i just made a mistake and got shot
2: no i feel that though <laughs> i really i really feel that though but look you are blessed and we are glad to have you here chopping it us with chopping it up with us on the porch so let's dive back into that background because that's crazy too so what age did you jump off the porch
1: I think I was there and they were born on the porch. <laughs> I think I just kind of just rolled down. <laughs> so I know I'm probably like, I like 12, 13 for real. 12, I, 13,
2: what when you I doing at 12, When I just started 12, doing 13?
1: bullshit. When I just started doing shit like stealing cars and breaking in houses and shit. Actually, I remember when I was 12, me and my mans had uh, broken in the crib and got us some guns
2: y'all wasn't nervous about breaking in the crib
1: no that was actually we ain't succeed to the third one we had tried that day we was actually pretty pissed
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait okay <laughs> i think so... we took
1: some miscellaneous shit hey <laughs> hey <laughs> 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 hey we i think we took some miscellaneous shit we done took a nigga brown leather belt no brand like nigga give me this leather belt
2: <laughs> oh my fuck god fuck you So when it came to you like with the stealing cars and stuff, was it just a spur of the moment thing? Like, I'm just finna do this shit, see what it is. No,
1: I had some friends who was stealing cars and they was pretty good at it and they was getting their own money and shit. And I was like, shit, I gotta see what that's like. That's really how that shit started.
2: So you actually make money from stealing the cars. You don't just drive in it. I mean,
1: Whatever. I, I don't know what everybody do with they stolen cars. Right. I know mine was with intentions of making money. I ain't gonna lie, I drove a lot of bitches two for and looking back on the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you I, are I, funny. I ain't perfect. I actually did drive. Actually I had turned a stolen car into my car for a bit. Like, this bitch mine. How
2: the hell you get away with
1: that? <laughs> I was locked up in juvie, calling home, checking on that bitch. Like, am I what's still on the block? <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. So, you know, people say like, whenever you get into stuff like that, it's like an adrenaline rush every time. And you know, some people get addicted to the adrenaline rush of the process and just like taking off with it. Would you say that you ever felt like you were getting started to get addicted to stealing the cars.
1: Man, I just started doing other crimes. I just got deeper in my crime bag. That wasn't enough. Like that shit ain't really lit and sweet. though. I steal cars. You got to elevate and keep committing better crimes. What are you talking about? No, I can't the car. I start selling <laughs> dope. What are you talking about? What? Hey, nigga's crazy as hell. Like, I'm a 14-year.
2: I mean, of course I know that you had to elevate from it, but I'm saying, like, during that time, was it like, when you were doing that.
1: I think it was just some little nigga shit like, damn, I can get some money. This shit's right. simple. Oop. But no, it wasn't ever no shit like, ooh, this exciting, because soon I'm like, oh, damn. Hey there. do something else and not possibly get chased around doing a hundred miles per hour and shit. And I don't really know how to drive, but.
2: Now, when it came to you being in the streets, what was something that you had to learn very quickly?
1: Shit, everything fuck is you talking about? <laughs> everything, for real, like, you, I think you just gotta learn, like, What's your place gonna be in them bitches? Like, for real, for real. That be the first thing. Niggas just kinda be in the streets wandering. I mean, what's your place in the streets? It be niggas like, school ain't for me, bro. You broke as hell. You soft as hell. What is for you? What are you about to do out here other than get yourself killed eventually? Like, bro, go be a civilian. Go join the workforce. Live, bro. You just wander in the streets. No, bro, that shit weak, bro.
2: When would you say that you really started to get with yourself and really turn it around and make some stuff shake?
1: Like, shit, like, uh, I mean, it's levels of that shit. I think, like, well, um a couple years ago, like when, uh, like, when I got locked up, but I had just dropped the tape. And I came home, and that bitch was doing good, and shit, I'm like, oh, shit, I can really do this shit. So like I ain't getting no trouble after that for real. I ain't been in trouble since then. So probably for real like 2017. 2017? Like I ain't about to do no more bullshit. (laughs) Like I ain't gotta do no more bullshit It's over.
2: Right.
1: So I really just been on that like ever since for real.
2: Basically when you are trying to be an artist and then you know of course like it's not it's not a fast success. Like that shit takes a minute. Mm -hmm. So it's like as an up and coming artist, but trying to do right, how do you keep yourself motivated from leaving the streets?
1: Bro, you down there in the way gotta be delusional. You gotta believe that shit gonna work.
2: You say you have to be delusional?
1: Yeah, like like, even if everything look like no, you gotta be like, yes. That's really my only advice, because that's how the shit works for me. I'm so like, you was delusional. Like. <laughs> I'm like, bro, but everything else you just look dark. And I'm like, damn, I like, might just do this shit. Like, I know I can do this shit. Right. Like, that's just how I kind of approach everything. Like, So I ain't even a nigga like I don't feel like I really got lucky. I literally worked for everything. So my only advice is be like shut the fuck up and just keep going. Like I feel like when you do that shit, God kind of work with you. Like the he opportunities does. start running into their selves, you know. So.
2: Right, I and that's so true. I feel like whenever he sees you trying to work on yourself and do better, like he always gonna bring some blessings your way. You know. Thank God. And I do want to talk about, because I watched your um, No Jumper interview, and you talked about how when you was filling out job applications, mm-hmm. you was like, hell, like, nah. That was <laughs> my, my
1: first time ever even thinking about doing some shit like that, because they was telling me out there, and they had to. And I'm just like, that's the worst shit that could ever be done. Like, we was talking about that shit here, like, the whole, the whole process, and that's like, everybody got different mental makeups and what they go do and shit. That's just not, I didn't want to wait weekly for the money and shit. Like I needed something more, you know, like efficient. Like I'm doing the work every day. I did everybody right. work consistently to do this shit for X amount of time. Then it's gonna come on this day. Like, what about these days? like, then I gotta be here this long for this much I'm like yeah all right
2: <laughs> what no. was the jobs that you was trying to work for
1: it was all like um like little like temp service like little factory type shit shit niggas do when they on probation and shit
2: oh so you were on probation yeah, so I, was you had on, to- I was
1: on parole for real i was on parole when that shit happened i had just got out of prison and shit so like they be trying to make you do that that'd be like they be coming with the we hire felons and shit just got niggas doing dumb ass shit, packing tomatoes, wrapping lettuce. I don't know what the fuck niggas be doing in ass job. Bro. I feel
2: like when they be saying that they hire felons, like I feel like it still be hard, of course, for felons like, y'all don't to actually... hire the
1: real, real bad people.
2: <laughs> no, because you know when they ask you on the application, they saying like, what was the crime that you did, yeah. basically. So, you know when they be like, oh, we Attempted hired...
1: murder. Like, nigga, you can't come here, no.
2: They are not finna hire no murderer.
1: (laughs) Maybe hiring niggas like who made mistakes and shit. And you had a DUI. All right, fuck it. Come on. Like you hopped out and beat a nigga with a bat. Like man, no. (laughs) That's how that should be. But like, that's why the world's set up. Everybody got a place in it.
2: Now I want to ask you, when was the exact point that you knew I don't want to go back to prison and I'm tired of this shit?
1: I was in prison already. (laughs) (laughs) In that bitch. But then shit, that shit, you always feel like that. I think people who like never really went through that type of shit, like when you trapped in like a mind state or just feeling like something, the only way they don't really understand if you think of that shit funny, like, oh, nigga must like it in there. Like, nigga, I don't know why I like it in there. But it's like, if you think your circumstances is only geared to like, okay, if you go come up only a certain way and that's what this is gonna lead to, you feel me? That's just like, you know, if you work this particular job, you go be miserable. You know that, but you like, fuck it, I want to get money. Right. Some niggas be like, <laughs> I know I could go to jail like this, but I'ma get money. It's really not nothing different. You can't pick no one else misery. Like shit, I'd rather try my luck on some shit that'll light me up. You might wanna just be sad and free. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, it's, it's all just about how you really think about that shit for real, for real. I don't think nobody necessarily wrong because I feel like all this shit here in place, like you gotta be niggas selling dope. It gotta be niggas getting money. It gotta be niggas to rob. It gotta be niggas to get robbed. Like, everybody got a place, bro. Just be careful, shit.
2: Right. Now, when it came to rapping and even thinking of it being like something that you wanted wanted to do, was your first mindset, I want to do it because I love the art of it? Or was it, I want to do it because I know I can blow up off of these?
1: I was just fucking with my friends, bro. (laughs) For real, for real, that shit just kinda. Like, I end up really finding out how much I love music. I think I always loved music, but that wasn't really my focus, so I didn't really know it. But then, once I really got into it, I realized, like, damn, I did always kind of like music. And I like, had a passion for the shit.
2: Now, when you first came out, was you freestyling or you was writing?
1: No, I was always writing, because I, like, I wouldn't, like, no rapper. So, I, oh, I'm like, shit, I got to write this shit down, what I'm about to say
2: what was like some things that you was writing just like your life experiences or
1: me was writing about every fucking thing life experience line all that type of shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) what's your so what is your first like studio session getting in the booth and recording your first track did you even know how to catch the beat and stuff like that
1: i think i was always good at shit like that before i ever got, got in the booth i think i always wanted to like be on beat I don't know, it's just something about that. Like, I gotta be on the beat. Like, so I ain't never really had no... I'm actually, when I catch on to shit quick. My cousin had rapped in shit too. So he had already shown me really, like, kinda how to record as far as just, like, laying down your vocals, doing ends and all shit like that. And I catch on to that shit quick, so that shit wasn't really shit.
2: Now, if I'm not mistaken, 2016, is that when you really started to go all in with it?
1: That's when the first tape had dropped, I believe, yeah.
2: 2016 so what were some things that you had to go through just to even put the tape out and to have the strength to make a bring out a full project
1: bro i got locked up again i had it locked up again you
2: just, got locked up again before your first tape?
1: yeah i was i was locked up like i, I think the tape had dropped down like that Tuesday, I was back in jail like that Friday. That shit was crazy. I just had to really, shit, turn up. Like, want to do music. Like, move around, start really hustling for real. Like, I was really putting everything back into music. Like, I wasn't even doing shit else. Like, I'm about to go to the crib, go to the mall, buy some outfits for a video, shoot a video, go to the studio, any other money I got, I'm putting up. You
2: know. Damn, did you feel defeated when you found out you had to go back after you just dropped your tape?
1: I was sick. I remember on the ride to jail, so sad. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, how this shit What keep, they take I,
2: you in there for? I
1: went for a uh, swiping. I got caught down there, like, in the act. Not all the way in the act, but close enough to the act. So, uh,
2: you know what? With the swiping, I be trying to figure out how exactly can they trace back the person who's actually doing that shit
1: shit. They do police work, I guess. <laughs> like, they, call me, in- they call me at a stove. Like, we was just being too loose doing that shit in Michigan. It was burnt out up there at the crib and
0: shit. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat,
3: then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up
1: At participating McDonald's.
2: Oh, so it was like a big thing whenever you started doing
1: it. Yeah, that's when niggas was going crazy. Like, it wasn't nobody who wasn't swiping.
2: And it, was this like, you know, when they be on Instagram, like Bank of America, Chase, Tappy, and no, that this type shit? This was
1: Giffies. Yeah. What's Giffies? What gift is that? cards. That was the gift card days.
2: Oh, when they used to take the gift cards and then they. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I... <laughs> how many stars you in there for niggas?
2: Nah, I ain't never did that, but No, I no cap. How many stars you in there? Nah, I never did it, but you know Champagne I know.
1: Champagne, flip the camera, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: how many stars you in the bitch? Nah, nah, nah. Don't no, edit man.
1: this out, Pay. Don't edit this out. She is zero for somebody. You done got <laughs> some iPhones in your no.
2: name. <laughs> I ain't never did that before. Her phone
1: don't no, cricket. ATT <laughs> ain't fucking with her. Sprint ain't fucking with her. t bubble ain't fucking with her. She got a cricket pro max. <laughs>
2: nah, no, I ain't never did it before, but I know, I know the, I know the vibes, okay? I know the vibes. We, so we you
1: done, you done drove a nigga to the stuff. No, I mean. <laughs> this is madness.
2: No, nah, I ain't never did that, but dang, like, shit, that's crazy. That like, shit feel
1: crazy when a nigga asks you some police shit, don't it? <laughs> hey, am I
2: asking you police stuff?
1: No, I'm talking shit.
2: Okay, okay, cool. So, yeah, after you got, so, was that the turning point for you, where you was like, fuck, I'm done, like?
1: Yeah, because I knew, like, once I got out of shut my I got a chance to really do this shit, like, I just focused on that shit for real.
2: Uh, and I think my favorite story that you told from the interview that I watched was when you talked about how your PO officer was actually very supportive of your career. So, talk to us a little bit about that.
1: She a G. I Miss mean, especially a G. She really was like, on some shit like, I really believe in you because your ass supposed to be going back to prison. But I think you should come home. see that to the career. And that's another big reason I ain't getting in trouble either because I literally was supposed to go back to jail, so i like, I can't even. That was like letting the parent down so somebody. Like, I can't even do that to her. Cause they gonna be looking at her like, what the fuck you say he need to come home for? You crazy. Damn, you're blessed. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff just happened because a lot more stuff meant to happen.
2: Damn, do you ever have those moments where you just really sit back and just reflect like, we didn't made it real far?
1: Earlier. I be doing that shit all the time. Like earlier when I first got to this bitch, I cut on uh, this song I really liked. Um, what's that, NG Stone? That, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, that, uh, my sunshine has come. What'd she say? <laughs> and I'm gone and there's no more rain in this cloud. Hey, why that? That's my shit. That I just, yeah, I be thinking about that shit all the time. Like, damn. Wow. It be shit I used to, hold on. Oh. <laughs> it be shit I used to want to do or like see on TV. You know how like you be looking at Vegas and shit, looking at Cali and shit. Then you really start doing that shit like, or even shit like Atlanta. Like, and then you like, damn, now you frequent in these places. You gotta go to these places. People calling you to these places, getting booked in these places. Like that shit be crazy. It'd be a whirlwind, for real. Wow,
2: and just being an artist and traveling outside to different cities—like, what is that experience like for you?
1: Shit, now it's just like I really, really be trying to soak it all in. Like, I like learning about different city cultures. Like, going different—like, what's y'all main food here? Like, what y'all known for and shit like that. Just seeing certain places, landmarks and shit like. Because it's like a big world and you would realize why like everybody's so different, like regionally and stuff like that. So, I just be taking it all in for real now.
2: What city you feel got like a crazy ass culture? Uh-uh, you in the back.
1: Hey, that nigga just cut on Pac. See, hey, you in the uh-uh. deep ass bag off the pot. yeah. <laughs> hey, he cut, cut the Pac on all your shit. <laughs> hey, my nigga just cut on Hit him Up. <laughs> niggas ain't fucking with us. <laughs> hey, nigga just cut out, hit him up, dog. Damn, See no freestyle battle while you niggas getting killed. That was the part that came on? That's crazy.
2: Bro, <laughs> well, you are funny <laughs> Hey, why you even got a
1: ringtone that's Tupac? <laughs> hey, that nigga say, nah, it's all about Versace. You copy my style. Oh,
2: was that your ringtone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this I don't is, know
2: man, you you over there quiet, the whole time you watching videos.
1: That nigga just cut on pop. <laughs> I swear to God, he probably about to leave out and smack the shit out of one of these niggas over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the question, what's the city that you've experienced that has a crazy culture?
1: A lot of cities got crazy culture, for real, for real. Um, I think probably one of the most unique places I've been to, though, that I like, because I done got used to a lot of other places. I like D.C., like real shit. I like D.C. D.C., like, it kind of feels good to be black in D.C., (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, D.C. lit. I like D.C. for real, though, like, just everything about it, just like the music different the people like, they talk different, but everything's still like relatable. And it's not like nothing you don't understand for real.
2: Right. It's
1: just like they got all their own shit for real, D.C. dope.
2: Now, getting back into your music journey, as a up-and-coming artist in Detroit, how do you know when you officially made it?
1: I mean, all the same shit be happening. Like. You start. Man, it's literally like the people from there know the cycle is shit. What's the
2: cycle? It's
1: like, shit, you turn up, the views start turning up. You get started, you start doing the strip club circuit first. Then Ohio get to call it. And, and then, like, shit, once you just get to do shows in like more than four states, it's on the floor.
2: <laughs> also, Ohio calls every time.
1: Ohio gonna come first. Because I think that's just the next closest state that's like, you know,
2: so when you say that Ohio comes first, is it like they're calling like, hey, come to the city and perform? Yeah, you're it-
1: gonna, you gonna start getting booked in Ohio first. Like, I don't, Detroit not even, Detroit not as big as we is without Ohio. Like, like for real, for real. Ohio, uh, Ohio do a lot just because, you know, it's a place with so many different cities and so many just different pockets with people who enter our shit. You know what I'm saying? Ohio a good Like you know, you're going to get to going through Ohio. There's like 15 cities in all, you feel me? From the Toledo's to the Akron's to the Warren's to the Cleveland's to the Columbuses. you know, to the Dayton's. You get to run through Ohio, you know, and then they get to spread even more. Like, you, everybody kind of know what time it is at a certain point. Then sometimes you can get there and then it just be that.
2: And was your city pretty supportive of you coming up?
1: Yeah. My city turned me up. I love my city. Like, my city turned me up.
2: Who would you say were, like, who would you say were the people that really helped push you to where you are now?
1: Like, just musically or just, like? I would say musically. Shit, countless motherfuckers, like. I wouldn't even want to leave nobody out, like countless motherfuckers. No, not even, no, let me not rephrase that, because actually most motherfuckers didn't do shit. (laughs) But it is like a lot of people who did, though, just as far as like, like just my, everybody who done been on my team, my nigga Phil, my nigga Ant, you feel me? Like from producers, my nigga Chill, my nigga Black, my nigga, like Chill and Black for one, like them is my niggas, like I love them niggas, like to death them my niggas like because it is down there like even more than the music like you know like when niggas believe in you when it's like damn no matter what i can call my nigga black at the wildest time for a session or something it down there don't be mattering where the fuck this nigga at or what he doing he pop up with that bitch like feel my um like my manager my nigga cuddy you feel me like like that nigga just always been a nigga who like bro you got this shit in the bag, you feel me? Just really been supporting the niggas. So it's like, it's countless people for real who they're just like in this pocket. And most of them still around and shit. So it's like, luckily I'm gonna be able to continue on with like the right group of core people. Like, of course, like I, I ain't trying to downplay like nobody's contribution, but then a lot of times you get to going through this shit and you realize like, bro, just being there is not- It's a not, journey. Being, but just being there is not necessarily you helping or contributing.
2: <clears throat> right. Like, and it's, and it's um, like I said, like it's a journey as far as being an artist. Like It's so many people who see the potential, but it's like, are they going to stick around? Like,
1: Are they going to be like, okay, all right. And I think most...
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light.
1: So the time no it just become business and you just start making it make sense. like biz it can be love in business. but I think what happens is if, if if a party in the situation stopped doing business and it was love under that umbrella like nigga, now the other party like well, what about the love why you not doing proper business? So I think that's what you like, you can mix friendship and business. They can just do business, (laughs) like, that's all it is.
2: Do you think that why people cannot do business? Well, certain people cannot do business and friendship. Do you think once the money gets involved, it kind of switches up the dynamic?
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Like, that's some shit you can't ignore. But I think it don't always have to be like that. I think a lot of times, people don't wanna have an uncomfortable conversation.
2: Wow, that is very deep because that's so true. The uncomfortable conversations.
1: Yeah, cause now it's like, if you don't wanna say what needs to be said, it's kinda of like something going on, but ain't nobody really touching on it. So now you having these fallouts and stuff because y'all ain't really like get an understanding and no fucking structure because it's like nobody wants to sit down like, hey, this fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Or, we need to fix this. Or, hey, why you ain't taking care of this, right. I think that's a lot of times why, like, business type friendships slash relationships fall apart because somebody goes to stop doing business either based on the fact that they just bad business people or just like shit based on thinking because it's love that I don't have to be serious with the business.
2: Now, what would you say was the first single that you put out that really took off?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's been, I don't know. Uh, shit. Uh, probably for real, for real. That really took off was "Water." I had some uh, "Water." That was probably the first one. Like that, that kind of took off, and then it was like. Trapping Ain't Dead. It was like a run-along little thing, like a little avalanche. Like I just kept dropping them, bitch.
2: And how long would you say it took for you to build up a buzz outside of Detroit to where you started hitting like whole different areas?
1: That shit was probably like realistically for real, like
2: five to seven months, for real. Five to seven months? Damn.
1: Cause it's like, that shit just started happening, like once it's on, it's on. Yeah. Like, for real, for real. Because even back then, like, that was still in the city. That's really, was like, everybody like, we only about to listen to Detroit music. So it was like, it was kind of coming together at the right time. And I think that's what really pushed it out to the world and shit. Like, mm-hmm. like people, like. As they got to know more of the street artists and shit like that more, and they realized like our our industry representatives wasn't what was getting listened to, like back home and shit. Niggas like, hey, when people think Detroit, they think this, but I just came from Detroit and I didn't hear that at one time. <laughs> you feel me?
2: Yeah. So how would you say um, your deal came about for you?
1: Well, the Empire situation, your shit. I was doing numbers. They wanted to get me some paper and get some paper with me. Like the Empire shit don't be too complex. Like shit, do good, they come pay. Y'all get paid together or y'all don't. <laughs> like I really shake out for you. Like, right, but guys good people. Guys them, they're good people.
2: Ooh, so. Back to one of the interviews that I watched, you stated how um, somebody from analytics, not Empire's analytics. No, not Empire's Yeah, so somebody from another label's analytics almost fucked up some shit. They did <laughs> fuck
1: it up. I ain't gonna say who, because I think I'm about to go back, so I ain't. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I might have to go talk to them. What I learned, I can't always say what I want to say. They get mean as hell when you tell the truth. so I ain't go, but. Hey analytics guy, you ain't fucking this one up. <laughs>
2: I didn't even know that was possible. Like I didn't know that people could go into analytics and just rule over the whole decision of a yeah, company. That's
1: who shit. Basically saying like this might make us money or this might not. They they play a very big role in this shit now. For real, for real. What you don't know what to say?
2: I'm just like damn.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, we just
2: topping it up, so I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> but leading up until now, I know that you just dropped your single, Through the Wire.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We got to talk about that. Okay. What does that track mean to you? Uh,
1: just sharing a little bit of the journey and shit before we really get into this next project. just I mean, I had to come and address it and shit. So I just wanted to get, get that shot. And then, really, my fans, were just, like, everybody, like, do the wire, do it through the wire, whatever. And at first, I wasn't going to do it. Like, man, that's cliche. Like, like I wanna do Then, shit, one day, my nigga Tanner just sent me a hard-ass beat, and I'm, like, I'm about to do this bitch. Like, literally, like, it came together good.
2: And was that your first time recording since the incident? Mm-hmm. How did that feel to get back in the booth?
1: Like, it felt good, though. That shit felt like. Like I needed that shit, cause the craziest part, well you realize like being an artist and shit, like just using your mouth is down there like your whole, So this my whole shit wired. I can't do nothing for months. Like just being able to get in there and just rap again, like just felt good. Like.
2: Wow. I love this. Your story is crazy as fuck. Like I'm it's telling lit. you.
1: That's what we gotta uh keep this shit going so I can get to more of the uh, fun parts.
2: Now, when you think you're going to bless us with another album
1: or EP? Uh I, uh, I think June. I'm almost done. We almost done. I'm about to leave here and go to the studio. <laughs> so we almost at the finish line. Somebody got to wake Curry up, though. That's crazy. Is there any way you can get this on camera? That's wild. <laughs>
2: Not you trying to act like you up. We got we got some of your audio in the in the microphone.
1: No, wow
2: okay so i know you had your dorm series going on which mm-hmm. i think you know i told you earlier you need to keep it going mm-hmm. um where you was in- interviewing the instagram models mm-hmm. so with that being said i know y'all was talking about relationships whatever i want to ask you about will and jada what is your perspective on the whole situation
1: i think being somebody in the public eye like not at that level I try kind of not to have one, because I really, really don't know what's going on, just like you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think me even really having a perspective on what's going on in them people's house, like, would be wild, because think about it. Like, it's certain shit that gets said, I guess, by Jada or by Will, but none of, like, how these stories get manipulated be what they said. Like, so it's kind of like, I can't have a perspective on a bunch of other people's perspective about some motherfuckers All I right. don't know. I don't get into that type. Like that's, I guess, like, if that's your job or something or if like, cause I don't, I ain't gonna say like, it's weird, I, it's some people who care about that type of shit, but I guess since I'm more understanding of what they up against as far <laughs> as some uh, motherfuckers just literally not know what the fuck they talking about.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Like, it just be like, all right, it's just some old random shit that's happening in the entertainment world.
2: Wow. Well, what is your perspective on dating, though? I feel like you got an interesting perspective on dating. I mean, shit.
1: If you want to be with somebody and you looking for love, try to find it. If not, leave people alone or do what you're going to do. Like, a single person.
2: Do rappers have a hard time finding love?
1: Yeah. I think so if you, it depends on where you're trying to find these people to love you at. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can
2: you find love
1: in Detroit? Yeah, you can find love, but you can literally what? find <laughs> he You, took
2: his you, head you head can find
1: head love head. anywhere. It's just like where you go find these people at. Like It's like people that have had like this vision of the person they want, but the things they do or the places they go, aren't where any of these people are. Like, <laughs> just simple as that. Like, it's, it's not super far-fetched, but like, it's probably less likely that you go find your soulmate if you are doing some whole shit looking for some hoes, like, as opposed to maybe some normal, like, civilian activity. Like I be thinking, I guess with shit like love, like even though you can meet the same lame motherfucker or freak bitch or whatever in whatever <laughs> setting. I think just like if you meet people in more normal places, like, oh, I am her at the grocery store or like the gas station. I don't know, like normal people as opposed to like you meant to bitch at the club as she was leaving another nigga booth like bro like she kind of probably what you on bro like i don't know bro i don't get in people's business <laughs> <laughs>
2: now before we wrap up do you have any last words or shout outs?
1: hey you know i'd be so crazy about this shit What's up? I used to really like watch interviews, and I think I give real good interviews mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. But the whole process of this shit is really wild. I just want to shout out the fans, because y'all go actually watch this shit, and y'all go watch the next one, and they go ask me the same shit. And I think we all wild as hell for involving ourselves with in it.
2: Damn, wait. Before <laughs> you even do that, what is some stuff that you've talked about in the interview that you haven't got to, I mean, that you have shit? Can we cross that
1: I'm out? I'm saving no. that shit all for of my shit.
2: No. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you, you, you Y'all only want to talk about when I not shot. That's all we talk about <laughs> no. If you want to hear what JR got to talk about, subscribe to my YouTube. <laughs> 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 that motherfucker. It oh, ain't enough for to lay Wait, so you, finna, you really
2: finna start back a show or some
1: shit? Yeah, I'm about to do it. I'm about to run everything through me. If you want to hear about me getting shot, Come watch all the uh, blogs and shit. If you want to hear about the real JR shit, subscribe to my YouTube. Okay,
2: don't do that, because, you know, we wanted to know the real, too.
1: <laughs>
2: Damn, you didn't call on to the game. Already. I'm too hip. It's okay.
1: It's okay. Everybody doing their job.
2: No, but just know at Dirty Glove, like, we fuck with you. We fuck no. with the music. Y'all ain't,
1: y'all ain't do no police work, so I can, I can deal with y'all when I come back.
2: You don't got no choice, we... I'll
1: come back and fuck with y'all. When you
2: drop that project,
1: you here. Yeah, I'm gonna come back and fuck with y'all. We gonna... We, I ain't doing it, don't ask me if I can shot no more, though.
2: No, that's it. You We already talked about that. I told you, you. you. don't gotta come on here and recall the shooting. You ain't gotta talk about that no more. Like All right. All right. I got you, I got
1: you. Put that in the next contract. <laughs> Soon as she say, shot gun anything we gone we go i to drop the little thing <laughs> they gonna hear that bitch fall out my pocket up go. but look though my uh project coming out uh, i think uh june 6 lc2 dropping and that's really everything y'all need to worry about right now as far as me i ain't got shit up so i ain't doing no cartwheels i ain't about to be beefing with nothing is. I ain't about to be in no uh woman scandals. I'm about to just drop some hard ass music and shit. Just be back on that shit I was on. So I, other than that, I ain't fucking with niggas I'm paranoid at real life. All pros ain't no split me. Boys, get that shit.
0: Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
1: Oh, you mean
0: like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah.